Hello and welcome to New Creation Common Prayer, a daily communal worship and prayer practice for followers of Christ. The opening text comes from Psalm 119, verses 49 through 72. Remember your promise to your servant, for which you made me wait. My comfort during my suffering is this, your word gives me new life. The arrogant make fun of me to no end, but I haven't deviated from your instruction. When I remember your ancient rules, I'm comforted, Lord. But I'm seized with anger because of the wicked, because of those who abandon your instruction. Your statutes have been my songs of praise wherever I lived as an immigrant. Lord, I remember your name at nighttime and I keep your instruction. This has been my practice because I guard your precepts. The Lord is my possession. I promise to do what you have said. I've sought your favor with all my heart. Have mercy on me according to your word. I've considered my ways and turned my feet back to your laws. I hurry to keep your commandments. I never put it off. Though the wicked have surrounded me with their ropes, I haven't forgotten your instruction. I get up in the middle of the night to give thanks to you because of your righteous rules. I'm a friend to everyone who honors you and to all who keep your precepts. Lord, the world is full of your faithful love. Teach me your statutes. You have treated your servant well, Lord, according to your promise. Teach me knowledge and good judgment because I've put my trust in your commandments. Before I suffered, I took the wrong way, but now I do what you say. You are good and you do good. Teach me your statutes. The arrogant cover me with their lies, but I guard your precepts with all my heart. Their hearts are unfeeling, like blubber, but I rejoice in your instruction. My suffering was good for me, because through it I learned your statutes. The instruction you've given to me is better than thousands of pieces of gold and silver. Today's Old Testament reading comes out of the book of Genesis, chapter 16, beginning in verse 1. Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to have children. Since she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar, Sarai said to Abram, The Lord has kept me from giving birth, so go to my servant. Maybe she will provide me with children. And Abram did just as Sarai said. After Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, Abram's wife Sarai took her Egyptian servant Hagar and gave her to her husband Abram as his wife. He slept with Hagar and she became pregnant. But when she realized that she was pregnant, she no longer respected her mistress. Sarai said to Abram, This harassment is your fault. I allowed you to embrace my servant, but when she realized she was pregnant, I lost her respect. Let the Lord decide who is right, you or me. Abram said to Sarai, Since she's your servant, do whatever you wish to her. So Sarai treated her harshly, and she ran away from Sarai. The Lord's messenger found Hagar at a spring in the desert, the spring on the road to Shur and said, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where did you come from, and where are you going? She said, From Sarai, my mistress, I'm running away. The Lord's messenger said to her, Go back to your mistress, put up with her harsh treatment of you. The Lord's messenger also said to her, I will give you many children, so many they can't be counted. The Lord's messenger said to her, You are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You will name him Ishmael, because the Lord has heard about your harsh treatment. He will be a wild mule of a man. He will fight everyone, and they will fight him. He will live at odds with all his relatives. Hagar named the Lord who spoke to her, You are El Royi, because she said, Can I still see after he saw me? Therefore, 
That well is called Be'ir Lahai Roy. That's the well between Kadesh and Bered. The epistle reading for today comes from Hebrews chapter 9, verses 15 through 28. This is why he's the mediator of a new covenant, which is a will so that those who are called might receive the promise of the eternal inheritance on the basis of his death. His death occurred to set them free from the offenses committed under the first covenant. When there is a will, you need to confirm the death of the one who made the will. This is because a will takes effect only after a death, since it's not in force while the one who made the will is alive. So not even the first covenant was put into effect without blood. Moses took the blood of calves and goats, along with water, scarlet wool, and hyssop, and sprinkled both the law scroll itself and all the people after he had proclaimed every command of the law to all the people. While he did it, he said, This is the blood of the covenant that God established for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled the meeting tent, and also all the equipment that would be used in the pre-service with blood. Almost everything is cleansed by blood according to the law's regulations, and there is no forgiveness without blood being shed. So it was necessary for the copies of the heavenly things to be cleansed with these sacrifices. But the heavenly things had to be cleansed with better sacrifices than these. Christ didn't enter the holy place made by human hands, which is a copy of the true holy place, so that he now appears in God's presence for us. He didn't enter to offer himself over and over again like the high priests enter the earthly holy place every year with blood that isn't his. If that were so, then Jesus would have to suffer many times since the foundation of the world. Instead, he has now appeared once at the end of the ages to get rid of sin by sacrificing himself. People are destined to die once and then face judgment. In the same way, Christ was also offered once to take on himself the sins of many people. He will appear a second time, not to take away sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. The Gospel text for today is John the 5th chapter, verses 19 through 29. Jesus responded to the Jewish leaders, I assure you that the Son can't do anything by himself except what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. The Father loves the Son and shows him everything that he does. He will show him greater works than these so that you will marvel. As the Father raises the dead and gives life, so too does the Son give life to whomever he wishes. The Father doesn't judge anyone but he has given all judgment to the Son, so that everyone will honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever doesn't honor the Son doesn't honor the Father who sent him. I assure you that whoever hears my word and believes in the one who sent me has eternal life and won't come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. I assure you that the time is coming and is here when the dead will hear the voice of God's Son and those who hear it will live. Just as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself. He gives the Son authority to judge because he is the human one. Don't be surprised by this, because the time is coming when all those who are in their graves will hear his voice. Those who did good things will come out into the resurrection of life, and those who did wicked things into the resurrection of judgment.
was built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his covenant, his blood supports me in the whelming flood. All around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. shall come with trumpet sound. Oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes back all the way to the year 325. It is a recitation of the common faith among all Christians about the triune God, the world, the church, and our future hope in God's restoration of the world. It holds a special place among Christian creeds of faith as the only creed that has been affirmed by the Protestant, Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox branches of Christianity. We'll be reciting it every devotion between our song and prayer time. If you know it, feel free to recite it along with me. If not, take this opportunity to listen to the core of our faith that has been handed down to us for nearly 2,000 years. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, 
Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Now let's enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you to lift your prayers silently or out loud, whichever is more comfortable depending on where you find yourself participating with us today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church around the globe. Help us to be unified in your mission today. May we be great representatives of Christ wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering, whether sick, injured, or oppressed today. May they feel your comfort, strength, and peace. And Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers today. Lord, we come to you not just with needs, but also with thanksgivings for the many blessings that you've given us. We thank you for those blessings, including these. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with this morbid, but I think very meaningful blessing out of Psalm 49. Everyone knows that the wise die too, just like foolish and stupid people do, all of them leaving their fortune to others. Their graves are their eternal homes, the place they live for all generations, even if they had counties named after them. People won't live any longer because of wealth, 
They're just like animals that pass away. That's how it goes for those who are foolish, as well as those who follow their lead, pleased with their talk. Like sheep, they're headed straight for the grave. Death will be their shepherd. But those who do right in their hearts will rule over them come morning. Their forms wasting away in the grave rather than having some dignified residence. But God will save my life from the power of the grave because he will take me. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's hymn was On Christ, the Solid Rock I Stand, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was by Erica Vaughn. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Chelsea Pearsall. And today's gospel reading was by Scott Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was provided wonderfully by Keller Gage. Today's episode was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.